are listening to Oversharing with me, Tawny, and her mom, Maria. Welcome to your new safe space where there's no such thing as TMI. Hey guys, we're jumping right into this because we started the conversation and we were starting to say all the things that we should be saying on the podcast. So we Yeah, pre- that's true. We pressed record. Uh hey girl, hey. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> it's good. It's good. Um, it's a good day. It is a pretty good day. It's well, my Friday. It is your Friday. <clears throat> it's a good day in spirits, not so much in weather. But, right, right. Um, tis the season. Uh we were just talking well, to be frank, we were talking about your crotch. Vaginas. <laughs> Vaginas. We were talking about my vagina. Crotch is such like a throwback word, too. It is. Did you hear that a lot in your childhood? I said it a lot, too. Yeah, crotch. When I, <laughs> when I think of a crotch, though, like I just think of like a bush. It might be itchy. Like to me, that's a crotch. And then when I think of like pussy, I'm like, oh, that's probably something real sexy and attractive. And then when I think vagina, I'm like, oh, that's just your average everyday like girl next door vagina. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does- I'm a crotch vagina. <laughs> You're if I was actively having sex with someone, I would, um, I'd be a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get it. Like, you have levels depending on where you're at in life. I mean, that's with the grooming. Sh- anyway. Straight up. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have to shave my legs every day. Hell no. So. Anyway, the reason why we were talking about the vagina is because I... Don't laugh. (laughs) This is hard for me. (laughs) It doesn't make it And the reason why we're talking about vaginas is because we're talking about being our authentic self. Always, yeah. And I'm explaining to her that, you know, I don't know what other women out there in their 50s are doing, especially single women. And then I'm like, I don't even know if other women's vagina looks like mine. Right. Like, I'm a dark woman. I don't... Right. You know what I mean? I get that. I mean, that's the thing. When you're a kid, like, no one ever has a conversation. I feel like with boys, because they have penises and because... I don't know if it's because they can get people pregnant. I don't really know. It's just society. I feel like boys get more attention when it comes to their body and the way their body changes. They get different kinds of conversations and masturbation is encouraged and exploring yourself is encouraged. Like no one would tell my brother, like, get your hand out of your pants. Like, right. oh, let them boys be boys. But like, if I was sitting there fucking exploring around my situation, I'd be like, Tony, that would... <laughs> what are you doing? That would be inappropriate. Yeah, and, and right. And why? Not that why I'm encouraging, like, <laughs> right. I, no, no way are we encouraging. No, 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 no. That I'm just making the point that um, the way we approach it seems to be a little different when it yeah. comes to boys and girls. And I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to think back to when... You mean, when, like, taboo. Yeah, and I'm trying to think back to when I was in elementary school. I mean, to be completely honest, for me, I don't know about other girls. I don't know if my friends and I have talked about the age, but I started masturbating when I was, like, 9 or 10. I don't... Th- I didn't know that's what I was doing. Like, I wasn't fantasizing about anything sexual. I just guess I discovered that, that it, it felt, felt good, and then... You know, that's that. And if you have ever taken psychology courses, like, you'll know that that's pretty much the baseline. Like, 
we are animalistic creatures and once something feels good we have a tendency to go towards it and do it again so so i wasn't surprised right now when she told me how young she was masturbating but she kicked this out the other day we were having a conversation and she threw it out there and then i was like yo me too right and we had never ever had talked about masturbation masturbation ever we Mm. never talked about when we started Mm -mm. no like i am a woman who i don't think that i have an abnormally high sex drive but when i talk to some of my girlfriends i'm like oh do you do you you know what i mean so like i feel like i'm typical i feel like uh, let's get a gauge because i'm going off but let's get a gauge so for you when you were married in your 20s, 30s, what would you say is like a good average amount of times a week to have sex? It depended on what he was like that week. Because <laughs> I'm not having sex with a motherfucker. Okay, well, let's take out the, <laughs> let's take out the fact okay. that you were married to somebody shitty yeah. and put yourself in an okay, like, typical relationship. And what do you think is a reasonable amount of times a week to have sex with your spouse? Oh, I would have to say three to four. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, but if you can get a couple mornings in there, the spontaneous stuff, yeah, right, yeah. Did you find the more like as your marriage went on that the spontaneous stuff stopped, or were you guys always pretty attracted to each other? I well, we were not attracted to. I was not attracted to him when we were fighting. I don't work like that. Okay, you know he was. He had a switch that can go on and off. I do not know what the term makeup sex is. That doesn't happen for me. Okay. You know what? If you're mad at me and you're yelling at me and what da da but in a good relationship, mm, yeah, I, we actually after we separated, then that's when our sex really got good. Right. You mm-hmm. were able to explore your sex life a little more. Yeah. And then probably the because the... I didn't give a shit about him. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, yeah, I didn't. I got to get up and leave. I didn't have to sleep next to him and worry what the next day was going to be. Combine like. your finances, or... but I was yeah. attracted to him. Yeah, you know? of course. I mean, that's why you married him. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I got into all of it. Yeah, that's usually how it happens. Mm. We have our mm. attractions. It's charming. They can be charming. The uh, the and, craziest and, ones and. And the weirdest thing is, is how aggressive he was, you would think. In pursuing you? In everything. Yeah. Just in, in, as a person, you know, he was also like a gentle giant. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's interesting because he was so rough as a person and like he could be really mean and demeaning. But at the same time, I witnessed so much romance and so many things that were like the classic gentleman type behavior do you know what I mean like I've seen my my dad always opening car doors like always do you know what I mean holding doors open um giving you his coat uh you know being careful about where you walk being mindful of things like that like I've seen my dad rip his t-shirt off so that you'd have something to blow your nose with do you know what I mean (laughs) he did (laughs) I remember that my we were at the park and my nose was running yeah exactly (laughs) so it's it's such an interesting balance, but I want to go back to vaginas. To the, <laughs> <not> <laughs> Sorry. Somewhere around there. Yeah. So I think the masturbation thing is, is so interesting. So if you're in a relationship now, I, I, we're coming from different points now because 
I'm 33, you're 53. But if you're in a relationship and your, your sex life is consistent, everything's good, are you still masturbating? Yeah, during it. <laughs> I'm saying, like, uh, no. Alone? Alone, like outside of sex with your partner, are you someone who... I don't know. Is... I haven't been in a relationship where I had consistent sex a few days a week and something loving right where i would be able to even give you that so but i don't I, I do not know okay so for me personally even when i was in a relationship where i was consistently having sex and our sex life was really good there would still be times by myself where i'd get revved up and i would still masturbate and then okay. i know there was times that my partner would you know jerk off when i wasn't there to me that's fine like I, that's normal i don't care there would honestly be times where he'd be in the house but like i didn't feel like dealing with him or i knew he wasn't in the mood and whatever but i have spoken to people who would be very offended by that behavior oh How, absolutely do you yeah. think that you would be hurt you know if you found out that your partner assuming that you still have a sex like a sex life that's consistent would you be upset to find out that your partner's jerking off like when you're not around that he's masturbating no okay Mm -mm. so that's not an issue it's not an issue i think some people see it as almost like an insecurity like if you're horny and we're together why are you not using that horniness towards me but i also think that people like reserve the right to kind of have their own experiences and like not every time I'm orgasming has to include you just because we're in a relationship. Yeah. And you know, not every time I'm, I'm, I'm touching myself. I need you there. It's it's my body. Or even do I need to be thinking about you? Do you know what I mean? I think I'm a believer in monogamy, but I totally understand why people have open relationships, you know? And I, lost my train of thought because I saw your face (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah I remember the face I made I'm not a I'm not a I I I don't understand the open relationships I'm not strong enough for that well there's a difference I don't understand it in a way that like oh I think that's a good idea for me as a person but I completely understand why there's people who don't feel as though they can be monogamous so therefore they'd rather be transparent about it than be a cheater that's awesome do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like if you can handle that i get it now then i encourage that it's not for me and even if i met someone and they were like oh i'm in an open relationship i don't think that's for me either you know even though you and your partner are cool it's not for me that's not my jam no like what's mine is mine i can be a little territorial and that's just what i prefer and i'd prefer my partner to be the same way right so Unless there was an agreement of, like, swinging or something. Well, that would be an open relationship. <laughs> Have you ever swung? No. You never went to, like, a key party? Wasn't that a thing? No. No? Have you ever had a threesome? No. Would you ever have a threesome? I don't know. <laughs> that would depend on my partner. So if you had a threesome, you'd want it to be, like, with a partner. You'd never just, like, like a friend. You know what I mean? Like, what if you had a girlfriend that invited you into a situation? No, there's no girlfriend of mine where I think I'd want to have sex with their man. (laughs) So it's not even about your girlfriend. It's about the men they're already with. (laughs) Yeah. um, That's that's not, yeah, you know what? No, that's not my thing. I got invited to a threesome, but I was in high school. And it was, I think I mentioned on one other episode that I kind of found myself 
in a love triangle with a yeah. friend of mine and her boyfriend. But this was before anything had happened between him and I. Um, she we used to write notes in class all the time, and she wrote me a note, and she like asked if I'd be interested in having a threesome with them. But wow. she made it very clear that it was just for him to experience her and I together. Like I would not be able to touch him <laughs> or anything like that. So <laughs> <laughs> you make your own rules, don't you, girl? <laughs> <clears throat> Imagine me. how awkward, though, like having a threesome and then having to sit next to them in English class the next day. No. I don't know how people do stuff like that. Yeah, I couldn't. Maybe. Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I come from a different time. But, and I think that's 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 the thing. Like, you would wonder, would you wonder if they're together now after that? Right. But I think that's why open relationships are so interesting because you have couples that open themselves up to a third. They bring in a third party. Like I was listening to a podcast recently and, you know, a guy, he's gay, him and his partner had recently started having threesomes and they just have open conversation about it and they bring somebody in and if it's uncomfortable, they end it. They send the person home. You know, they had a couple different experiences and they're just feeling it out. But for them, it's... They said it's brought them closer. Like, it makes them trust each other even more. And it's opened up their communication and given them a chance to really, I guess, explore their desires in a way they weren't able to before, you know? Yeah, and they sound like they're in a really healthy Healthy relationship. And And they made it clear. Like, we don't want to be with other people. We want to be in a relationship with this person. Right. But sometimes shit's fun. Right. I get it. You know? Yeah. I think it would depend on the partner. Absolutely. I mean, I truly believe trust. Yeah. When you're, this is the thing that I, I don't know if men actually get this and there's going to be a lot of women who probably don't agree with me, but when you're with a man that you completely trust and he allows you to be your womanly feminine self, it's in our nature almost to submit. I agree. You know, and I don't mean like completely submit. I throw everything else away for this man, but I just mean for me, it's very in my nature. If I'm with someone and to I feel, please them. oh yeah. And I feel like you're a strong yes. leader and you're going to take care of us and you're going to, you know, the foundation is, is, is solid. I'm going to do everything I can to keep you happy. Everything. You and know? that's the way I went into it. What, what into like your marriage? Yeah. yeah into yeah, yeah. my marriage, you know? Yeah. But then when your partner, and that's, I've had this conversation with a guy I was dating, like, I'm all for following you. But if you're leading us on these craziest, like, if you don't know what the fuck you're doing, now now my inner masculine has to jump up and right. I have to try to take the reins. And that's not going to work because that's not the way, that's not the way that <laughs> we're not going to vibe. Right. And that's why year after year after year, we both, I became such a strong alpha because I had to support the family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we, I still was so young and uneducated. And but once you just, didn't trust him anymore, you couldn't it. give back in. Couldn't get You couldn't anything. lean into the relationship. Nope. You couldn't lean into the intimacy. You couldn't give him. You can't be vulnerable with someone that you can't right. trust. And I think if men really understood that, it would change things for a lot of them. But right. I also know plenty of situations you know, with men in marriages where their wives aren't having sex with them and they're not giving the man any affection. And that's just as damaging for men. I was one of those wives quite a few times. Yeah. I actually, and I realized that because he verbalized it. He said, you punish me 
by withdrawing sex. Mm -hmm. And I heard that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that is a part of why when we were apart, I, I still wanted sex. But I wasn't ready to get out there and explore with other men. With other people. I can understand You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. At least I knew what my worst was with him. And when we were having sex, we weren't fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So And you didn't that, have to use sex as a tactic I didn't. anymore. But, I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I was doing. But I also got to get up and go home. And go home. And we did that for so many years. Yeah. And we explored parks and like just the way layer of it yeah but yeah but it it wasn't fair to to you guys that's a whole different yeah but that that was where I really got to explore myself you know and where was the craziest or weirdest place you guys ever had sex I don't I wouldn't want to say the uh, in a park (laughs) okay just right off of the daylight no right (laughs) off of the boulevard okay we just pulled over, went in the grass, mm-hmm. went to town. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Good for you guys. Yeah. I love that. For I my got parents. dropped off and <laughs> love bye. <that. laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think sex is tricky because you don't know what other people are being taught at home. No. You don't know what they're witnessing in their parents' relationships. Um, and when you're raised Catholic, I don't know much about like other religions, but abstinence, 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 like don't have sex until marriage. And there's like this huge dark cloud over sex. It's this big nasty thing that no one's supposed to do or talk about. But at the same time, you're also not supposed to take birth control because the only reason the woman here is to bear a child. Right. Which I don't know if you guys know this, but in order to get fucking pregnant, you have to have sex. So like... It, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, the way that we approach sex and we make it this nasty, dirty thing and we hide our kids' eyes when there's sex on TV and we don't know the words to use to explain it to them. But then right around 14, 15, 16, they're in high school. The hormones are raging, whether you want to believe it or not. And now they have Google. Yeah. And if you're not stepping in and giving them the information that they need... They're going to go find it somewhere else. They're going to go else. find it somewhere else. And in a lot of situations... I can't imagine if I had the internet available to me at this capacity when I was younger. You figure... It was already bad. I was like 14, 15 years old when AOL chat room started. And I'm lucky I'm not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I never met up with like strangers, right, right. but I loved fucking with people and right. that's how that shit happens. But I'm surprised like uh, the way social media and shit is now, yeah. the information that you can find. And that leads me into what our big, our next big topic was, is if you don't know, if you don't have the info, you're going to go find it and sex online, you're going to find porn. Right. And what is your opinion on porn generally? How do you feel about it? Um, I don't have a problem with porn. Okay. This isn't, I have never discussed this with anybody. No, we've never talked about porn. No, but I mean, in general, I haven't spoke. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the baby of six kids. I have three sisters. I've never discussed sex with them. Really? No. You've never talked about sex and different shit you're doing? Maybe, maybe to Aunt Bonnie. Yeah. yeah, maybe to her. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't think so. I mean, we talk about uh, we've talked about blowjobs and stuff, okay. and stuff like that, you know. But 
not everybody's on the same wavelength with stuff. That is very true. Yeah. 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 I mean, I hear terms where it's like, uh, one of my sisters is uh, your birthday and Christmas. That's the only time she gives blowjobs, yeah. Yeah. That, at least that's her joke. That's that's her joke. <laughs> that's her he joke. might not get it on birthday. <laughs> but she does. I was hoping to insinuate he gets it more. But... I hope he does. <laughs> you might I hope be he right. Does. But that's another thing that you need to be, I, not, I don't know about other people. For me, sex was something I felt I really needed to be attracted and, and, and like the person. It wasn't something I could just do frivolously. Okay. You know, and then I became single and I've had, you know what I mean? Encounters. Encounters. <laughs> um, but I do believe, for, definitely for me, if it's, for a blowjob, I have to be in the moment. I mean, I that's... have to like you. I have to, you know what I mean? For me, that's real intimacy. Yeah, For others, they're like, we're not having sex. We're just giving head. And I'm like, oh, okay. For me, I'm the opposite. The opposite. Like, yeah, that's yeah. intimate for me. I can understand that being more intimate. And I think, I mean, Donnie and I talk about blowjobs all the time. It's one of our favorite things but that but because the key is if you're with someone that you're really into you're gonna care about pleasing them absolutely you know and unfortunately <laughs> it's hard for me because i've never been in a relationship where that fizzled out gotcha so when i hear conversations or i hear about marriages and things like that where they go through these long spells it's not something that i have experienced mm-hmm. you know i had my i was in a relationship and there was about, I'm not even kidding, like a week and a half, maybe 10 days that he was a hard no. He would not have sex with me, even though I was there, you know, at the house every day. And I was spiraling. Like mm-hmm. I was losing my shit. Oh, I would, I would, that would make and me And that spiral. was the only time in three years that he ever like told me no or that we had a no because we weren't like that. Right. And I think that's another factor too is that girls are told that the only thing boys, men want is sex. That's the only thing they think about. I remember as a kid there was like a statistic in Cosmo. It's like men think about sex every three and a half seconds. That's a lot. That's a lot. And that, but that's what you're told as a little girl. So you're like, oh shit. Like I need to be attractive. I need to be sexy. I need to appeal to them because that's the only thing they're thinking about. I have to fall into one of those categories. That's tough. So then when you're in a situation where you're where you're rejected, you know what I mean? It, like, you're told this is the only thing, this is the one guarantee that a man is going to want to have sex with you. And then when they say no, I could just crumble. Right. Everything. Especially in a relationship. Like, the rejections in a relationship. Was he using that as a tactic? Or was no, he just not no, no, feeling no. well? He was, he was going through his own He was stuff. depressed. Okay. He okay. was depressed and he just couldn't get himself there. And I even reached out to a guy friend. I'm like, is this a thing or is he fucking with me? Like, because for it me. It sounds like it could be a thing. Well, it was confirmed. I've had it confirmed by multiple guy friends at this point. But like for me, like if I have a headache, stomach, like I'm going to go for it anyway. Oh, not me. Yeah. See, that's how I am. So, and that's how we were in our relationship. So when mm. he did this, I was like, what the fuck is happening? It was more hurtful. It was really hurtful. And I'm right next to you. Like, why are you behaving this way? Um, but he was just depressed and I've, I had never considered that before. Like I had never considered the fact that a man could be so down on himself or a man could feel so insecure about his body that it could make him not want to engage in sex. Wow. It didn't really occur to me because 
it was drilled into me that that's the only thing they ever want. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that men think about stuff like we do. I mm. don't. But, I mean, I never did. Did, yeah. But now I'm learning that they are just as insecure as we are. We're all the same. Like, that's <laughs> the thing. We have key differences, but we're all just humans trying to figure this shit out. You know? And, and it is very tricky. But, so that was an interesting experience for me to to have to sit there with that and be like, oh shit, like he also goes through these things that could affect his ability to show me affection, but it doesn't change his level of attraction to me. Okay. And I think that's the difficult part is that we always equate the two. Right. You know, if someone's not being affectionate with you or if someone shuts down sex, they must not be attracted to you or maybe you gained weight or they don't like your new hair. And it's so silly when you really think about it, because you know you don't treat other people that way. So why, you know? But <laughs> I, uh, I felt everything you were saying. You know what I mean? I yeah. probably passed it all down to you. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here we are. We're trying to unravel it now. I, well, I mean, another. I think body image too is so huge. That's such a big yeah, part of it. We've talked about that, and I, um, I struggle with that. We all do. Yeah. Yeah, I've struggled with that. And I think it and it and it became something in my in my teens. And and then I realize um I have a brother who just frivolously thinks that it's funny, you know, never any malice. You know what I mean? But I went through a, a heavy stage, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, and then I lost weight and then after I had you, I was my smallest. Yeah. But I have always had insecurities about my body oh i know i know you did a number on yeah, never realizing never realizing how it was being perceived yeah i don't think i hope more women take a moment to think about it and when you're think like when you're in the mirror and you're picking yourself apart and you're applying certain makeup or you're doing different things to change yourself and then your daughter sitting there watching you and you especially need to think about the traits that you share with that child that you're changing or that you're yeah. picking at. Do you know what right, I mean? Right. Like if you're standing there and you're like, Oh, I hate my flabby thighs. My thighs just shake and jiggle. They're so fat. And then your daughter's behind you and she smacks her thigh and it moves like there yeah. it is. It's and done. I and I never considered any of that. Mm-hmm. And I also never considered that... And not even your daughters, in front of your sons too, because you don't want to give your sons the impression that they have a right to be commenting on women's bodies right. moving and shaking and jiggling, because right. they don't. Right. They don't. There were times when I truly picked myself apart when I wasn't fat. Yeah, absolutely. Had, right, you know what I mean? And You're that... still not fat to this day. <laughs> like, <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> This is what I'm talking about. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I, uh, but I understand. And yeah. this is, it's so common. And that's another thing I didn't think men went through. You know, it never occurred right. to me that a man would be like, oh, I gained 15 pounds. Like I can't let her see me take my shirt off or I can't go to that pool party. I know. Like I thought that was a, a female isolated thing. And I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm learning so much about men and their insecurities and the way they process things. Yeah. Because a lot of men have been, you know, open up to you. And it's been, but I was only dealing with fucking mentally ill ones before. And I don't mean to say it like that, but like, I only had a baseline of what I was working with. And there was a certain kind of man. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It's very interesting. And that, because what I grew up with of what a man was is not 
I idolized that as a child. Like, this is what a man is. A man is all these things. Even his shitty things, I thought that's what a man was supposed to be. Right. So then when I went on and dated someone who was just like that and it went to complete shit, I have to completely fucking reevaluate everything, including myself, Mm -hmm. and why I allowed myself to be attracted to these things, you know? And now I have... You get sucked in. You do. (laughs) But now I have to recreate what it what a man is to me and what yeah. I want that to look like and yeah. how I want that to feel. And that is what I have been doing over the years. But along with doing that, I've been trying to say, okay, what do you want to be able to provide? Who do, do I want to be as a woman? Yeah. yeah who do I, and I am trying my best to bring out my feminine side. I have had to be tough. tough. I've had this outer coating on me for so long and I'm really trying to, to shed, shed it. it. You know what I mean? Because I don't I'm not as strong as a man and I don't ever think that I am. I don't think that, you know what I mean, we are equal. Yeah. There are things that I have to do that is equal to you. But I don't want to be your equal. Right. You know what I mean? I in a relationship I don't want to be your equal no there's times when i want to be above as well like there's there's moments where i bring Mm -hmm. things to the table that you need to get down and worship me for right and vice versa you know but i'm totally okay with that and i'm okay with that balance but you know how i feel about feminine and masculine energy Mm -hmm. i've done a lot of research into this and the different ways that we can balance our energies because what happens or what you know is perceived is that a lot of girls women they do get into this vibe of where they have to protect themselves they're not allowed to be vulnerable and if you google you look up the traits of like a wounded feminine when you're working from the area of being a hurt woman and you see that you're a lot of these traits you're like oh shit and then you see what it means to be like a balanced feminine and and masculine energy and what those things bring out in you and then the idea, you know, is that your partner, your perfect partner, right. you know, will also have that balance. Right. And you guys will be able to lean into each other right. and, and pick up. And, and it's down to the simplest things like allowing someone to help you. Yeah. The wounded, the, the, the wounded feminine wouldn't. Right. You know, because right. she has to control the outcome. Right. And right. if somebody else does it, they might do it wrong. Right. And I'm getting yeah. so much better at it just, that. Um, receiving love. Yes. So many women, myself included, do not know how to receive love or to receive kindness because you automatically assume it's fake or there's a, a motive oh, or there's, mm, there's something else your, coming. Absolutely. Always, like, and I don't want to be that person who I'm like, mm, really? He's nice. Like he's probably not fucking nice. Right. I don't want to always assume that there's something else coming, but unfortunately this is what I've been experiencing for so many years. Yeah. And it's so interesting. I was having this conversation with someone last night. Um, when this hit me a couple years ago, I was like, oh shit. And for so many people, they're let down by their parents super early in their lives. And once your parent lets you down or hurts you, demeans you, whatever the case may be, like that's it. That's done. Like trust in what it should be is gone. It's not possible anymore because... And I'm talking like a serious letdown, you know? That, like, I experienced that. Absolutely. I'm not saying like, oh, you know, they fucking, you show up late to a practice. Like I'm right. talking about a, an abandonment, like right. a real letdown. And then your parents supposed to take care of you. They're supposed to nurture you and keep you safe. And when you realize that they can hurt you badly, you understand that absolute anyone Anybody. can hurt you. Like if your own parent can do that, that's it. 
game game over. Well, for me, I uh, I had that. You know, I had that with a parent, and I kind of like wiped the slate clean. But I went for a man who was exactly, exactly like, like it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how it happens because yeah. you wiped the slate clean, but you didn't process any of that trauma None of it. or any of the emotions. And that I came didn't along even it. equate it to be the same. Mm-hmm. But now that I look back, mm-hmm. I know the attraction to a big man and you know what I mean? And that gentle side and that all of it. But, you know, even even the uh, alcoholism. Yeah, they uh, did share that. <laughs> but uh, the, the mental health was different than, you know, yeah, the verbal, like those types of things I didn't experience. Experience with your father that you experienced. I had one bad experience and that did me in. With your father? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many layers to it. And that's the thing is that we're all coming into adulthood with our own issues, our own trauma. And then you're trying to make relationships with work with people who have their own issues and their own trauma. It is hard out here. It's hard to, to really find the balance. It is. And it's scary. You know, I, my girlfriends and I have joked because unfortunately most of us have been in abusive or toxic relationships. And they say like the scariest thing is the good relationship that comes after. Yeah. You know, I don't, you, you, I feel like, you know, you do, you wonder, am I going to really second guess everything he says? Like, am I going to question it? Am I ever going to trust him? But I feel like when you get, when you truly meet that person and it's your time, it's just going to flow. Yeah. It's not going to be as hard as we think it is. I believe that. I do. You know, because I do see relationships that work well. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And... I look at it and I'm like, okay. But then I think to myself, well, maybe you can handle it this way, you know. And and the, a good relationship is not about selfishness. Well, it can't be. Right. <laughs> right. But I, I definitely had selfish moments. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, to be honest, just using sex as a hurtful tool in a relationship is a selfish mm-hmm. moment. You know, and I never really thought it about it. I didn't... That way. Me either. I didn't realize the damage that I was doing. The rejection that you were putting on him, like a double rejection. And I totally understand not wanting to have sex with someone right after you're in a big fight, you know? And, like, if that revs him up and it turns you off, that's that's a bad situation. It is a bad situation. That's unfortunate, you know? But I'm saying the regular, if if you're mad at your husband or whatever, and you're like, oh, you pissed me off on Sunday, so now I'm not having sex with you for two weeks. Like, shit like that, it just... It escalates. It, but, that, but that is what happened. You know what I mean? And I remember, I remember, oh, I remember this situation so clearly. You, the two, you and your brother were probably in the dining room and he had locked me in the upstairs bathroom and he was just verbally just, and I don't even remember what he was doing. I just remember yeah. it was a really was long fucking time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was just going at me and at me. And I'm like, I, I remember I was pressed against the bathroom wall and I'm like what what can I do or say to just make this stop like I now I know why people admit to shit they don't fucking do because someone's badgering you his reply and I did it Mm -hmm. to see if he would his reply was show me your titties isn't it crazy 
I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Are you like, and I said, are, you're sure. If I whip out these titties. This shit's over. This you know, shit's over. I can get out of this fuck fucking along. bathroom. He said, yep. I whipped out my fucking titties. Yeah. But that did, was weird shit. But, and then like, how did you feel after? Like, I was you, so glad I got out of the fucking bathroom that I had nice titties. Right. Yeah. But I mean like the emo- that did you ever feel, I'm not, I don't want to project it onto you though, but did like, did it feel gross afterwards? Like, you're like, what the fuck? Yes was that and like, i'm almost I, exploited even though it's your partner like i just i guess i just truly didn't understand him because if sex is what you wanted why'd you fight why with did me? you fight with me i had a situation where i got into a really big fight i was drained yeah with my, and i still had two kids to deal with with my boyfriend and we were in the car not my current boyfriend um an ex-boyfriend and fighting in the car and then we're walking back to the house and we're fighting and like i'm, I'm ready to leave him like it was that bad i ended up leaving him actually later that night but I was like ready to leave him. And as soon as we got into the house, like I put something on the dresser and he like pulled my pants down and like bent me over. And I was like, we're literally mid fight yeah, though. This isn't. And, but for me, like I'm such a sexual person, like it can be kind of easy for me to click over. So I'm like, okay, we'll have sex and then we'll go back to having the conversation that we were having and we'll fix it. And that's not what happened because he was using sex as a tactic to shut me the fuck up and manipulate me into just staying and keeping my mouth shut. Mm. So then I moved on to a relationship that, I mean, was healthier in different senses. And we had full conversations because, like, we had conversations like anything that we do sexually, like our sex life is separate from our relationship. Do you know what I mean? Like, if we're having a a disagreement and we can't find common ground, but then we decide that we want to lay down together and be intimate, that's put aside and we will get back to it. Do you know? And it, so it was interesting to have the difference, you know, someone who's not going to use sex. Because with my bad relationship, he would use sex too to hurt me, like make comments about me being a whore, different things like that. So to be with, which we've talked about on a different episode. Yeah, I got that as well. So then to be with someone, you know, who was like, no, we're going to. But that puts you right in missionary position. Someone talks to you like that. Right. You know what I mean? Like sexually missionary position? Yeah, that's it. I don't want to do anything with you now. Oh. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When you're exploring things with sex and then oh, yeah, in yeah, a yeah. fight, I got what you're they're saying. calling you a whore. You're yeah. like, the fuck? How? I'm your wife. Yeah. How am I a whore? I think that's interesting too, though, because I think because of the way sex is treated when we're younger, we talked about this recently, I think, like the Madonna whore complex, how men are attracted to women that are sexy and put it all out there. And are, you know, for lack of better term, because I don't believe in this, but like slutty outward with their sexuality. And then, but they marry a woman who's very conservative. Right. And now they're stuck in a marriage. Like they can't really have this kind of sex that they want to have with their wife because they feel like they're disrespecting her or they don't want her to be a whore. So then they seek out different kinds of women. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm guessing that there were conversations when these boys were growing up where they're being told you can only be one or the other yeah women can only be one or the other yeah right like you can't be smart and sexy right you know i can't be an athlete and sexy like why do i have to pick one as a woman like why do i have to i can't be sexual and a wife completely and a mother Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. i think that's really difficult too i mean i've never experienced the way your body changes after birth but i would imagine it's it can be really heavy fucking stuff and also the postpartum depression and you're supposed to wait six weeks as it is. So even that separation and, you know, having to find other ways to connect with your partner. And if intimacy was your go-to and that's taken away, right. That's a huge struggle. Right. And that, and that is a, yeah, I, I had, I had postpartum depression. Yeah. Um, 
that was even rougher for him. Yeah. And you know what I mean? back. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't as common back then, I right. feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it just has to be... I really think we need to change the way we talk about sex and the way we talk about women. And you know, why do you have to pick one? You know? Mm-hmm. If you're studious, then you're only academic. Like, you're only interested in academia like you can academia you can only you can't be sexy but we gotta stop calling little girls fat well all of it how about we stop commenting on little girls bodies period yes like just (laughs) let them be little girls like yeah yeah, it's i think back now to all the times that i would have grown men being like oh you've really filled out like yeah i mean now i think back and i want to throw the fuck up because i'm like you were looking at my body. Like, you saw my body when I was two in a bikini in the little baby pool. Like, that's fine. But now you're seeing my body in a bathing suit at 10 and you're making comments. Like, that's fucking weird. That's disgusting. And it is disgusting. And I don't know why it was ever a thing in fucking society to talk to girls the way that we do. I just don't get it. But I also, it's hard to find such a balance, you know, because I am raunchy. And I do say whatever the fuck I want to say. And I can be flirty and I can be gross, for lack of a better word. So... I, I do find sometimes, even in dating, it's hard to find that balance of showing that, like, I'm not a fucking prude, but also you're not going to demean me. Exactly. Does that make sense? Yes. And I'm, it, yeah, I'm not, I'm by far a prude. Yeah. But until we're in a comfortable situation, yeah. I mean, I'm playing around and joking with friends is one, one thing. One thing, yeah. You know what I mean? But as far as, you know, for me with intimacy, until we're in a comfortable position, there are certain things I may not engage wanna in. Want to do, yeah. yeah. That's true. Or even talk about. I can understand that, but you have to talk. I mean, I think that's so important, too, when you're getting into a relationship is having these conversations about mm-hmm. what kind of sex you're expecting to oh, have yeah. and mm-hmm. how frequently you want to have sex. Like, if, if somebody, if you're with somebody and they don't match up to what your, like, sexual vibe is, that's part of being a good match. That's just as important as having the same ambitions and the same goals and the same morals. Yeah, there's so many things that you should be talking about, and I'm learning this. And one of the things is, you know, when especially if you're going to have children with somebody, how to parent? How, how to parent? What kind of kind of discipline? You know, what I mean, do you spank? Do you don't spank? Yeah. But um, it it is. It's the communication, and I I want to be able to say to my partner. How often, you know, I've never even considered saying that. Asking but someone I, that question. Yeah. yeah. How often do you expect to have How sex? How often are you going to do that? How important are blowjobs to you? Yeah. How important is sex to you? Really, though. Like, like I, I want to know that. that. Yeah. Because I want to... How do you feel about me masturbating when you're not around? Like, right. what's your relationship with porn? Right. You know, because I had actually, since we're late in recording this week, I had put up a poll on Instagram yeah. asking about people if they think that... If they consider it cheating if their partner watches porn. I mean, and so far, it's 100% on the nose. I'm thinking that there's some yeses that didn't want to admit it. Yeah, I I think you might be right. (laughs) But that's okay. Um, So do you think that watching porn is cheating? In in my marriage, I probably would have. Really? Oh, yeah. I probably would have. Well, why do you say that? Because I was insecure. And I always... Yeah. All right. And it... So it's not so much about the porn. It was more about the way you were feeling about yourself. Of course. Okay. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, porn is sex. It is just... I mean, there's some weird shit out there, though. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm talking about <laughs> human porn <laughs> people. 
Human, regular human porn. Regular No weird human, shit. But no, I'm not saying no weird shit. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no animals. Like, that's weird. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's weird shit. But I don't want to judge people by what they do in the bedroom. I don't. No, me either. No kink shaming. Nope. Nah, get nope. yours. Yep. Do your thing. Yep. Just do don't, it. Don't hurt nobody. Do it. Yeah. yeah. But if they like that pain, you know what I mean? Don't well, be telling certain, people how to handle it now. No, there's a certain, a certain degree. Yes. But yeah. I mean, there's some shit that's not the fuck okay that's yes. on there even in porn yes. that people shouldn't be yeah. watching or even thinking of. <laughs> I never had a code word. A co- you mean like a safe word? Yeah, that's what I mean. I never had a safe word. <laughs> I probably should have in the relationship. The relationship, not, the, not even the bedroom. Yeah, not yeah. the bedroom. The bedroom is <laughs> fine. Except, you know... And and I look back on it now when we just started thinking about it, though. That was pretty shitty, though, for me to finally open up in the bedroom and then... It'd be used against you. Yeah. It was sucky, and yeah. It was. And and it and it, it hurt me for future, future sexual relationships. Oh, yeah. I have one... I won't go into the details of it, but I have one instance that happened. And the thing that he said to me, like, sometimes it'll just flash, you know, in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I've had times, you know, I was with someone else... And we were having a discussion about doing that, and I had this moment. Do you know what I mean? And I thought about what he said to me, and I'm like, ugh. And I'm like, fuck. Like, you ruined something fun mm-hmm. <laughs> by, just for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, for no fucking reason just to be mean. Like, and, and to him, he probably doesn't even remember saying it. Right. You know? And for me, it has changed the entire way I look at sex and certain things that I do. I completely understand that. And that's sucky. And I completely understand yeah. that. And it was sucky because it was my first relationship where I felt sexy all the time and I felt very comfortable opening up and talking about sex and doing whatever the fuck we wanted to do. So for then to experience both sides of it in the same relationship. Right. Like, fuck. And then when I got into another relationship, I'm like, I have to find a way to drop all that ugly shit, you know, and this is a new person. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new person, a whole different situation. Yeah. Everything's going to be different. <laughs> I got a joke for you. Oh, boy. Because we started out this conversation with vaginas. Okay. Um, there's two tampons side by side. Mm-hmm. What did they say to each other? I don't know. Nothing. They were stuck up cunts. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's our first drop of the C word on the podcast. Did I say it? Did you say it? Uh, I learned that on TikTok. (laughs) I'm going to try to bring some jokes. Of course you did. So are you going to look up some porn later and see if any of the other vaginas look like yours? I don't know. (laughs) Sometimes you got to watch what you Google. Girl, who are you telling? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't wait. I remember. Hold on. Something you... God, I'm scared. Don't you remember? We were on Leon. You and your brother were there. We were trying to do something, and you grabbed my iPad. And you were like, what? And you saw something that a history popped up, and you commented. Oh, I did I blew it completely off. Right? I blew it completely off because if your brother, if it had sunk in that I was looking at porn, he'd have been, like, just needling me. You know what I mean? Just being annoying about it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, because he wanted to be, like, a porn goddess or something well i think he'd be a god you know what i mean porn god well you know he would probably be a goddess I, listen <laughs> you know throw a wig on to each but anyway 
to each yeah, their every, own. It clicked into me that you had seen uh, a, a porn site. I don't remember. And that's when I realized that I needed to disconnect <laughs> my iPad from, your from my cell phone. <laughs> because my iPad was free to whomever wanted to pick it up. To pick it, it up. It was just there. I don't know if this keeps happening to anybody else, but I was thinking last night, I'm like, shit, I keep losing my Wordle Streak score because... When I do watch porn, I automatically clear my history after, yeah. and it clears my Wordle streak score. Mm. So, but I don't watch porn that often. I only go to porn if I want it to be like a quick situation. If I'm not really in the mood, but I have the urge, porn will help me get from zero to 100 super fast. It's so funny that we've never even talked about this because we've been to um, those sex parties. Yeah, I know. And we've never A couple really, of them. We've, and we, yeah, we've never really sat and had conversations about sex and about I don't know if other people do like I don't know if other women my age sit with their moms and have open conversations about sex and blowjobs and say the word pussy like I don't know I, I can... could have if I could have oh, spoke Graham to... I for sure we could talk yeah, like this yeah Graham's the reason we do talk like this yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. um and like I know for sure see a lot of my friends have older parents Right, I'm. A, You're yeah. on a little bit of the younger end, so I, I have a lot of friends that. who have parents like in their late sixties and their seventies, and that's entirely different world. And like, yeah, no, I de- I definitely have some friends who are not talking sex with their parents. Yeah, but we also have a completely different relationship. True, a- as well. Um, I mean, but your parents know you're having sex if you have babies. Like, <laughs> yeah, but sometimes they treat we... it so taboo but why do like we it's a private that? thing that you're supposed to do in the bedroom you're both laying you know what i mean the same position seriously that i think that's an old school thing we're coming out of now it. they're freaks you know <laughs> the men are freaks someplace else not all of them i don't want to give the impression no that's never all, all. it's never it's all. never all, all but just always. because someone's acting this one way on the surface doesn't mean that's what's going on behind closed doors. I mean, that's just a a life lesson. That doesn't Mm -hmm. even have to pertain to porn and sex and shit like that. But (laughs) I, I, I'm not against porn. I'm not against... Me either. Mm -mm. I'm not against porn. I don't care, you know, if you're still servicing yourself when I'm not around and we're in a relationship, as long as we still have a consistent, you know, a healthy intimacy. You know, if you're not having sex with me and you're watching porn and you're jerking off all the time, that's something we have to address right i don't even know how i would have that conversation and I, but i think that's something that i'm going to work on you know what i mean because i know that i'm going i'm not going to be single forever there's going to be a not. time where i'm going to be like you know what i am ready this is going to happen mm-hmm. and uh i want to i want to be prepared for that can't yeah. i'm just wondering what the look on the person's face would be let's talk about sex baby just play that's that song. right <laughs> It's a great idea. Great idea. Get them in the mood. Let's talk about sex, baby. Okay. <laughs> they're important conversations. And they I think are. There's so many important conversations that people aren't told to even have when they get into relationships. You know, back in my 20s, when I started dating, I would, ne- I would have been mortified, mortified to sit there with my boyfriend and be like, okay, is there anything I'm not doing? Is there anything you need? Is, you know, what's, how often should we be doing it? Like, right. But I guess also when you're younger, you're just doing it all the time. Like, it's just for fun. And then as you get older and your body changes and different things, it, it becomes... I mean, I treat sex so differently now than I did 10 years ago, you know? 
But my relationship with myself is different than it was 10 years ago. Exactly. So I want different things or I'm interested in different things or I've learned more, you know, (laughs) about my body. I mean, I've learned a lot and I, I mean, just by reading stuff and looking stuff up and, you know what I mean? But I haven't had sex in over four years. Uh, Oh shit, girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, people are going to want to check back in on that. So <laughs> now, you have to, now that you've put the number out there, you have to keep everybody updated about when it happens. <laughs> so congrats on that. Thank you. <laughs> I will let everybody know. Everybody know when you're doing the dirty again. Mm, well. And when you're sitting down and having those uh, porn conversations. Wow. <laughs> Overwhelmed? Uh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Good. Just, just doing this has changed things for me. Just coming on and... You know, having the com- just having the conversations with you on, uh, on, you know, audio is yeah. what is 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 changing it for me. Yeah, I mean, I say it a hundred times. I'll say it a million more. I'm such an advocate for talking things out loud. I think it changes everything. And I know there's so many different topics that people think should stay hushed or they shouldn't be talking about in settings like this or. You know, people from other generations think you should keep your private business private, but I don't understand why anything's really private, you know? I mean, obviously, there's things that go on that you should be keeping to yourself. You should have individual experiences that are personal to you. However, when it comes to things like periods and sex and porn and cheating, relationships, dating, communication, these are things that we're all struggling with. So why are we not talking about them together? Because because we could help each other. We could help each other. Yeah. And it is so shitty to feel alone, especially if you're in a relationship. And if your partner and you are on different wavelengths about things like sex and porn and communication, like you're going to feel alone and it, it weighs on you and resentment kicks in and it's everything becomes so much harder and it's hard because we're not talking. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I wonder it. how many women out there withhold sex after a fight, withhold sex because of something, you know, or 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 husbands. husbands. I wonder yeah, men can do how many relationships have that going on, and they're and not even thinking about it. They're not it. even realizing. I mean, I truly realized how bad it was and how it it just hurt him as a whole. Yeah, you know, as a whole man. You know what I mean? I guess there were times where I just truly just broke him down. I didn't know that's what I was doing. I was, all I was doing was protecting myself. I just happened to get a really good fucking jab in that broke you down. You know what I mean? But I can only look, look back and see that now. I didn't know it at the time. I think that's important, too, because I read something the other day, and it was about being a parent. It said being a good parent involves, you know, having a regulated nervous system for at least you and your child. And I think that a relationship requires the same. Like if you're not regulated in your emotions and in your behaviors and your reactions, like how you have to also have that extra energy for your partner. Does that make sense? Yes, because all I, all I was doing back then, I was, uh, I was listening to respond. That's it. Yeah. That's you all I was doing. You didn't care what the fuck he was going through or what could have possibly been behind his behaviors. You no. just wanted to take care of self. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I and I knew that I did that with with the with the two of you as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it it took me a lot of years to listen to hear, not listen to respond, and that again was also not healthy. It's just because smart. he was doing stuff that you know all people could see where the relationship wasn't good, it didn't make him the only one doing shit wrong. Right. 
Yeah. You know, and it feels good to be able to admit it, to be able to look back and see it, see those behaviors, because I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important because, because I was in an abusive relationship for so long. I've talked about this before. There were patterns that I picked up, you know, I became abusive as well. And I, that was never my intention. I don't want to be a person like that. But unfortunately, when you're in those situations and you're only dealing with toxicity and you're only dealing with trauma, you respond to those things and they become second nature. And before you know it, you're just sucked in and, yeah. and the bond is unbelievable. And I'm so glad for people who have no idea what I'm talking about and have never experienced anything like that. And they think that I'm just an idiot for being with an asshole. You right, know, like right. I, I, I'm happy for you. <laughs> me too. Me too. That shit was so hard. It's so hard to be with someone who just completely denies you your reality and takes you out of your body because now you have to not only relearn how to trust other people, but trust yourself because I treated myself so badly for so long by allowing this person to be awful to me that I can't even trust my own instincts. I don't even know what's real anymore right. because for so long I was witnessing and experiencing things and having someone tell me that's not real. That's not what you feel. That's not what I'm doing. And it sounds silly. You're like, how would you believe that? But you know, yeah, you know, if, if you go through it enough, it does, right. it, it does. You can convince yourself of anything. So imagine what the person you're in love with can convince you of. Yeah. It's crazy. It is. It is. And it's heavy stuff. <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't feel as heavy when you own it. Girl. You, you know what I mean? It really doesn't, and that that's where I am now. Yeah. You know, I'm at a point in my life where there's growth. I'm learning how to communicate. I'm learning how to listen. Um, Listening is... And... Understanding. Isn't that a quote, too, I've seen on Instagram? It's like, you think that communication is everything, but what you actually come to learn is that it's understanding, because yeah. you can communicate your ass off, but if the other person isn't interested... You know, or doesn't care, it's, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. You're not going to get anywhere. But that's why you got to find find your people. Yeah. And the pandemic has helped that because I'm, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have anyone in my life that would raise their voice at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I don't like it. And Yeah. Because nobody should be yelling at you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was difficult to know that. Yeah. You're conditioned into things. Yeah. I know. I Girl. Girl, I get it. But this heavy-ass place is a great place to end for today. It is. And we thank you so much for listening. I'm going to try to bring you a new joke. (laughs) Oh, great. Joke (laughs) of the fucking week. And uh, we hoped you enjoyed hearing about our vaginas. And we'd love to hear about yours. Oh, my. I'm going to Google vaginas. (laughs) We'd love to hear about yours. Slide slide in my DMs. Tell me all about your vagina. Um, I'm here for you. Yeah, slide in my DMs. Do that. Please subscribe and rate to the show. That's how you help us grow. We appreciate you so much, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye.